Hello and welcome back to the Pin Podcast. I am your host, Pin Up Miami. And if you're a first-time listener, welcome. I hope you stick around. And if you are returning, thank you so much. I love you all. We're on episode number 33 at the Pin Podcast, where we talk about modern topics with a vintage flair. And if you guys want to find out about a guest, ask questions, make sure to follow us at the Pin Podcast Official or on my Instagram, Pin Up Miami. And today I have like the epitome of vintage with a modern flair. We have Victor Rocco. How are you? Oh, well, friends call him Rocco. <laughs> How are you? I'm so excited. I'm very excited to be here with you. One, because you're super nice. And two, Aww. because to me, you are very iconic when it comes to this beautiful world of pinup and rock and roll and 50s that I absolutely adore. Aww. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that's, that's it's my passion. So I try to bring happiness and fun and beauty and empower women with it, um, with my love of vintage and rockabilly. And you do the same because you have. Tell me, first, let's talk about you. What is your background in entertainment? In the entertainment industry, well, I'm an actor. I I gone to school to prepare for musical theater, and my my real background when it comes to musical theater is Spanish uh, musical theater. And I had the opportunity of coming here to the states and get more uh, shaped from Puerto Rico, said? right? Yeah, I'm from Puerto Rico with a mother from the Dominican Republic. So I have that mix, you know, from the Caribbean. And um, nothing. I've been I've been here and studying theater and musicals. And I'm very excited to be here with you. Did yeah, I answer you your question or did I want where else with your question? <laughs> no, that's a good, that's a good yeah. answer. <laughs> you answered the question. <laughs> so uh, what kind of musicals were you? I love musicals. Like, what well, was your first I, musical? Did you sing? Are you a singer? Yes. Well, I sing. I sing. Yes. I'm, I don't consider myself a singer. I am an actor that no knows his voice and, and I can sing. But I don't consider myself a singer. I'm a first actor and then I can sing and I could also dance. Um, one, of my, one of the first musicals that I ever saw uh, was Grease. And that made me fall completely in love with the era. But one of the first musicals that I participated on, um, I don't know if you ever heard of, of the musical Bye Bye Birdie? Yes. Which is also from that era. So that was uh, that's, that was my first uh, musical ever performing. And But before that, I had the opportunity of, in Puerto Rico, they, they did a lot of um, variety shows. And in those variety shows, they had like a 30-minute um, montage um, and they actually did like uh, from scratch a musical, but with Puerto Rican songs and, and, and they just oh. made up a story and they put those songs together. And so that was how I really started. As a Puerto Rican, do you like West Side Story? I love West Side Story. <laughs> you know what? And I'm waiting for the new version with uh, Steven Spielberg. I was going to ask you. <laughs> So excited! I'm really, really excited. I seen some uh, back at, uh, some footage that some people have lit, uh, lit in the internet, and I leaked. love what I, I leaked. Ah, thank you. So <laughs> I told you every time that I mess up with a pronunciation. So thank you, and yes. I want you guys to know that I this is my first English interview. So I yeah. am 
my, my English interview virginity with you. <laughs> oh, it's so scandalous. We're going to be on TMZ. Yeah. Rocco so, losing his virginity on the pin podcast. <laughs> so I'm very excited. And, and I, I like West Side Stories, not only because of the message, but because of the beautiful dances and, and, and songs. And it was just beyond um, my expectations the first time that I saw it. And I know that this time it's going to have like a particular uh, Latin flavor because actually the people that are playing the Spanish people in, in, in West Side Stories in this um, version, they are Hispanics. In the first one, we had a few. We had like maybe five, maybe four, con Rita Moreno and all that, but not all of them were, were Spanish. So now we're going to have more Latin flavor. So I'm very excited for that. I'm excited. Have you ever seen the musical In the Heights? Yes. Yes. That's I, I want to see it. You have not seen it? No. You <laughs> mean no way. That's, no, and, that, I, and I know they're coming out with a movie. That's what I yeah. hear. You know what? Everybody loves Hamilton. And and I like Hamilton. I, I saw it and, and, and I liked it from the same writer, which is Lee Manuel Miranda. But for me, his best work for me is in the heights. I love in the heights. I did not get bored not for one minute. Maybe it's because uh the type of musical theater that I like is more into into okay. song more than rap. Although in the heights in the heights has a lot of rap rapping, but uh Hamilton is more rap. So I love I love in the heights. And you're gonna like it too. As a matter of fact when we finish I'll send you a link. Yes, please. I Hamilton, I love the music. So I knew all the music, you know, and I was so excited when it came on Disney Plus because I was like, oh, I'm going to finally get to see it. And my sister saw it live. But then when I finally saw it, I was like, uh, I like the music. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I didn't really I don't know. Some people would kill me for saying that, but I didn't like the I didn't like the whole thing together, but I like the music separately. I could see the hype. I could see why um, it's different. It's refreshing. It's something that, you know, you're not expecting. So that's awesome. And for the people that, you know, are from this era, now that they like rap, reggaeton, and all that stuff, they can actually enjoy a story that has that type of music that they like. But me, I grew up with the real classical musical theater and and with great melodies and stuff. Not to knock off Hamilton, because I think that's a work of art. But um, if I went with either one of those uh, two jobs that Lima and Miranda has done, I would mm-hmm. go with definitely, yes. Plus, I could identify with the story because it's uh, Puerto Rican, Dominican, and the Cubans and all that is, is awesome. <laughs> and what is your favorite musical? Grease. Grease. And now... My musical radio rock and roll. Yes, musical radio. You wanted to keep wait. Let's keep talking about you first, and then we're going to okay. talk about your your creation that I had the honor of seeing. I felt like VIP, but that's another story. Oh, you uh, are VIP. <laughs> <laughs> so the first musical that I ever saw was Greece. Um, I'm 40 years old right now, and when I was um, I think, next. <laughs> la canita, la canita. so. I, the first time that I actually went to the movie theater that I, or that I could remember going to the movie theater, it was 1987, and it was a 10-year uh, launch of the movie Greece in Puerto Rico. And they launched it with um, the Spanish, uh, not the Spanish tracks, but the Spanish um, voiceover. Okay. 
first time I ever went to a movie theater or that I could recall. And I could tell you that from the moment the movie started, I was like this. I could not believe what my eyes and my ears were seeing and, and listening to. I fell in love with the story, with the songs. I actually have the, the original records from, from back then from Greece. Oh, that wow. I, and so that's my favorite musical of all time. When I saw it uh, in Broadway with Laura Olson, I, I think that's her name. I'm not sure if you remember or if you recall, but there was a, a show that was called <laughs> um, uh, You Are the One That I Want. And they were choosing the Danny Suko and the Sandy oh, for no. the Greece. I gotta look into that. So I went to Broadway and I saw it there, and then I saw it here as well. Plus, I, I've done Greece twice. Uh, one as a actually three times. One as a director for for my workshop for my Spanish workshop. Uh, one as an act as an English actor, which was as you could see with my with my accent. I didn't have a, a main role, which sucks. And oh. then for for the Spanish version, I was playing uh, one of the T-Birds. Mm -hmm. You know, but I got to say that your English is not bad. I would have never known that you didn't, like, how you say that you don't speak English all the time. Because for me, it sounds really good. Or maybe it's because I'm Miami and, and I <laughs> I get the vibe. <laughs> I think it's a complex. I think it's a, I'm so strict with, I love Spanish so much that I... Yo cuido mucho el español. I take care of my Spanish. Mm. And so I'm, I'm, you know, I look to see who speaks Spanish well and I help them and I correct them if they, they mispronounce something. And because I do that, I, I'm very conscious of, of my English. Because it, sounds I, like, it sounds like you just pitched like the next Pixar movie. <laughs> Taking care of the Spanish language. That could be the next Pixar tearjerker movie. <laughs> you know what? Let me actually write it down. So there you go. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> my, you know, actually, my favorite musical, I, I have a tie. I used to be the, I used to have the Broadway, like, not the Broadway, like in New York, but here in Miami and Broward, I used to have the season tickets. And, uh -huh. um, I, I love Wicked, and I love <gasps> Phantom of the Opera. Like, these two, they're my faves. <laughs> Wicked is, I think it has become a classic already. And mm -hmm. I, I, I'm waiting for them to actually make a movie. Of oh, Wicked. that's going to be awesome. I hope it does justice. I read the book before I saw the musical, and I was like, when I first saw it, because I've seen it three times. Every time it comes to Miami, I've seen it. And I fell in love and I can't wait to take my boyfriend because he's never been to a musical like, a, like I mean, besides yours. But that was like a snippet. And but he's never seen a musical. <laughs> you have to take him. And Wicked is an amazing experience. He's going to love that for sure. Right. And he knows sure. the music, though, because at home when I'm doing something, I love putting on like the Spotify Broadway and he knows all the songs and he could tell me from what musical they're from, but he's never seen them. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. <laughs> so funny. And it's so funny that you say uh, that you hope that he makes uh, that he makes justice to to the actually show, because one of my favorite shows that I saw in um, in the Edwin Arch Center that it was a, a, with the original cast of the Broadway show was the Jersey Boy, which is an amazing, amazing musical. However, the movie that uh, Clint Eastwood uh, made, I did not like it. I, I actually, like 
I thought it was boring. I thought it not so much. Um, I, I was very disappointed. And it's one of my favorite musicals. In, in the show, in the theater, it's amazing. It's like, beam, boom, bang, a lot of stuff happening. And your eyes are everywhere. And it's like really upbeat. The movie, it dies. Yeah. I fell asleep in the movie. I was like, the only reason I saw the movie is because I used to work in a pinup store and they were using some of the dresses from the store. And I actually have one, but not from the movie. Like they, they sell them at the store. So <laughs> I have one of the dresses, one of the green ones. And um, that's why I, why I watched it. But I didn't really, I feel the same way because I have seen that one live and it was amazing. But the movie, mm-mm. <laughs> And I, and I and I felt so bad because I, I went with a group of friends that wanted to see another movie and I was convincing them, I was convincing them they never seen the show, including my, my husband. And I'm like, you have to come and see it. It's gonna be amazing, you're gonna love it. All of them fell asleep. It was so boring. But you know, yeah. <laughs> have you have you ever seen a musical in Spanish? Yes, absolutely. Uh since I grew up in Puerto Rico. And I had the opportunity of also working in the Spanish industry here in Miami. I see many musicals in Spanish, such as Pisa para un sueño, Jesucristo Superestrella, Barcelona, my own show, Radio Rock and Roll. (laughs) Uh, That's why we're leading into that. (laughs) But yes, in Puerto Rico, I see many original uh, musicals that are not huge musicals like the ones for Broadway. But yes, I see many of them. And I've seen Broadway versions of them in Spanish, switched into Spanish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have you? I have never seen a musical in Spanish. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to. It's, 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 um, it, has a lot of, it has a lot of flavor, I must say. I've to. seen operas in Italian, or that's it. <laughs> I, I you know what i i see probably in my lifetime about two operas and that's it i'm not it's not that i'm not a fan of it i i could very much enjoy it but i just rather see more action and dancing and singing and a plot and opera is very elegant it's very um it has dramatic. It's, it's, it's very dramatic, but it's, it has a, a different pace, you know? So, but I, I'd rather a musical. Yes, musicals are fun. They jump, excitement, operas. I have cried. <laughs> you know what other musical I'm, I'm dying to see that was a huge hit in Spain and UK? And mm-hmm. I don't think they ever brought it here. Jody Dancing the Musical. Also, no, I never, I know they did it on TV. No, I don't know if they did that on TV, like a remake. You know, sometimes they do like this musical live on TV. I, I don't know if they did Dirty Dancing, but I've never seen that. Mm. I, saw that I saw that version of, that you're speaking about and it was a fiasco. It was I don't like any of those live TV or like Rocky Horror Picture Show. They tried that and. Grease I like. I thought that they, you know, they did a good job. And oh, I, I didn't see that one. <laughs> I think Greece was good. Greece Life was good. I think Peter Pan was good. The Sound of Music was good with Carrie Underwood. And um, and uh, The Wiz was also very good. Oh, and Hairspray was pretty good. Hairspray Life was pretty good. You know, that's the one musical I do not like. Hairspray? because in my whole life well you know ever since i really started getting out there in the pinup world 
I always get compared to hairspray and I feel like it's because you've never seen another person that is fat and has like big hair. <laughs> so I don't know with that connotation. I'm always like, if I get compared again, you know, <laughs> But you know what I think it is. I don't think it has anything to do with the size. I think it has a lot to do with the fact that a lot of, people, a lot of the people that are in tune um, with movies nowadays, that's the reference that they have from yeah. back in the days, you know, that or Greece. Know, or grease, or grease. Which that's why I guess I don't really go towards a lot of grease stuff because I feel like it's so stereotypical sometimes. Like I love it, I love grease, but then there comes to like when the, when during COVID when stuff started going into drive-throughs and there was a lot of drive-through movie theaters, not drive-through, but like you know the the yeah. drive-in. Um, drive everyone and their mother played grease. I'm like guys, <laughs> and then and I got you know called what? to go talk about Greece and I was like what <laughs> I'm over this Greece you know for a couple <laughs> you know what's funny that uh, nowadays moms give their kids every time they go out or they want to visit somebody they give their kids like a tablet or like a game for them to, to play or the PlayStation if, if this particular person that they're visiting has a son or a daughter that have a PlayStation or whatever one of these games well back in the days I had the movie Greece uh, in the in a VHS, right? And it was a rule that if I went to my mom's friend's house, I was allowed to pop in the movie and watch it and rewind it and watch it and rewind it. So now that you're saying that, you remind me of how my mom was saying, if I see one more time this movie... I'm going to die, so I could I could completely understand, but I love it. It's just yeah. The only difference between you and your mom is I'll feel that way, but then when you start playing it, I'm going to be singing along to it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm always a contradiction somehow because I'll be like ah, it's so overplayed, and then like it'll be playing in the background, and I'll be like, you're the one that I want. <laughs> Can I tell you a secret? I love more the the Spanish version in songs. Oh. Of than than in English. I need to I need to hear that because I will be. El verano se terminó. El verano que pronto pasó. Yes. Listen up, guys, because you got to pay for this type of content. <laughs> so much fun. Let's get to, oh, so now talking about musicals, Spanish musicals. You run. You started created a musical rock. Radio Rock and Roll. Yes, el musical Radio Rock and Roll. Sí, and, and you know what? It's so funny that you asked me about that because Radio Rock and Roll began because um, a group of dreamers, we were doing Greece and Spanish here. Oh. And we were not able to launch it because we had a problem with the, cop with the copyrights. Um, and we were trying to work on it and pay for it, but they were making it so difficult. And we ended up not doing the project, but the project lasted uh, on rehearsals for about five to six months. So mm -hmm. I went home and I got a book and I started writing a story and I put all the songs that I love from the era of the rock and roll. And I used the ones that helped me to tell a story. And then I started doing the translation of those songs into Spanish. And it was a very fun experience. Mm -hmm. It was uh, Yes, it was just like rediscovering the songs with uh, some of them with another meaning and some of them with uh, a Spanish flavor, as I told you. 
So I, I did this musical because of that. And little by little, I've been, uh, you know, working on it and, and picking certain things that I like and, and fixing it to, to make it better and, and for, to bring quality, uh, that everybody loves. And that's why I asked you that day <laughs> to come in and join me because I wanted to hear what you had to say. Cause I, I could definitely always, uh, use all of your ears and, and, and eyes to see this project and help me make it even better because my dream is to, to make it as huge as these musicals that we've been talking about, uh, in your podcast. And, and for me to be able to, to get there, I have to listen. I have to, um, always progress and, and, and evolve the product and only listening to, to people that really know their stuff, like, you know, about fashion and, and different things. Um, so that's what I'm doing. As a matter of fact, I have a surprise for you at the end of the podcast. Please ask me about a concert and I'll tell you all about it. All right. I'm going to ask you, I, I, um, I really wouldn't, you know, I know that when I first met you, I didn't know much about you, but I knew that you had like this, like special gift of like, I think it's it's a special gift because it's rare. I don't see it often that people are willing to learn and improve their stuff. A lot of people are just set on like, okay, this is what's going to be. And that's it. <laughs> so I, you could tell that something that you're always evolving and trying to get better. And I got to say, I love the show. I only saw, um, I forgot what you called it, but a snippet of the show. <laughs> I'm missing a nail. <laughs> that I have a friend, a friend who is also the, the voice, uh, the voice, um, coach of my actors. And so she had a concert and she invited us to do a little performance at her, at her concert. So I wanted to take my actors and, and, and develop them in this little medley for her show. It had nothing to do with our show, but he had the outfit. Melly, the, that's the word. <laughs> the the, the Melly had, uh, I had them dressed in, their, in the outfits with their personalities of the show. And a few a few songs that, you know, we asked people what songs they wanted to hear. And so I got a bunch of different uh, people requesting different songs. And that's the reason why uh, Pretty Woman was there. That you were like, but wait a minute, that's not really from that era. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> but if the people request it, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Get people what they want. You know, after speaking to you, I, I totally see like the Jersey boy, uh, the Jersey, my gosh. The Jersey boy? Yeah, the, the inspiration into your musical. Oh. How, you know, I could totally, oh my God, you even have the cup. Yes. Yeah, I have my cup, but I use it to hold my scissors for sewing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to tell you um, a, a little bit about the show. The Radio Rock and Roll is, is about this radio station. It's a Spanish radio station in the 1950s, uh, well, late 50s, early 60s, that is going out of business because nobody would listen to them back then. You know, it's not a secret for anybody that the main radio stations that were like in their peak were the American American, uh, you know, the Caucasian, uh, and, and with, this Elvis and the Four Seasons and Frankie uh, Val, uh, Frankie Lyman because Frankie Valley was more from the 50s, 50s. But we're talking about early 60s. And so 
Uh, the story is pretty much about this group of people that work at the radio station the last day of, of the radio station being opened and having the problem that none of them want to leave. And they have something drastic to keep the, the radio station alive. And that's when all these songs that are the huge American hits of all time are translated, are translated into Spanish. And they sound amazing. And it's yeah. so much fun because it's a show for the whole family. For, for the kids, they have so much fun with the colorful uh, outfits and, and the dancing. And the skirts. <laughs> and, and a vocabulary that they, they understand. But also it's fun for contemporary adult, adults such as yourself and me that appreciate good theater. And at the same time, the people that are the elderly people love it because they can remember and reminisce about their time. So it's for the whole family. And that was like our check mark. Once we realize that we have a show that is inclusive for everybody that does not offend anybody that to the contrary, that is inviting. That's when we realize that, you know, we have a, a, a huge hit. It's just a matter of continuing uh, the progression of the evolution of, of this show, which is what I'm, which is what we're trying to aim for. And we're very excited. And that's that's why I love about vintage and rockabilly because and and your musical translates it really well. Is that it's nostalgic, so you automatically get like this calming feeling of enjoyment, you know. So when you sit there and you listen to your sitting, I mean, everyone in, in in your troupe sings really well, so it's it's easy on the ears, and the music is like jump popping you have the lights so it really really does transform you into another era and uh I, I loved it it's so much fun and another thing that i wanted to reflect on on our on our show was to have different different stereotypes so you see our show does not have like a lead lead per se uh everybody has equal i would say airtime although it's it's a uh, it's a stage show but i would say airtime um, and it's very inspiring because we have somebody that has uh, a speech uh, problem. How do you, how would you say that in, in, in a speech in impediment or speech problem? Yeah. Uh, how would you say that? Stutter. There you go. I don't know. I can't stutter. <laughs> We have uh, somebody who's white. We have somebody who's black. We have somebody who's chubby. We have somebody that is very thin. So we have for all the flavors and 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 it's relatable. So beautiful to see all of us, and I could see and I could see myself in different characters, and that's so beautiful. And that's something that that we wanted to also add to that. The it's show must go on. <laughs> the show must go on. I love okay. Mulan Rouge. <laughs> but, uh, and it's so sad that we're closed. You know what? I'm so mad. You know, all the clubs are, you know, open. Restaurants are open. Everything is open. But the theater, we can have it open. You know, that's no. that's terrible. That's something that I want to talk about also. But before we I get into that, I want to say, I want to, what I was saying before was um, that I love the, the, the La Bamba. <laughs> in your musical, how it was oh. portrayed. Because usually that song is one of those that get played out or it could be seen as a joke. Um, but, you know, it was fun. It, the way you translated it into your musical, it was fun. And the guy that sings it, forgot his name, um, really oh, made it I, I, well. 
Yes. Amaro. Amaro is a genius. He's like my brother. I, I love that guy. I mean, I love everybody, but him in particular, he's like... We, were there. we worked with him a long time. Yes. That's what I love about him. You know, he's a great actor. We have been uh, fellow actors together on a stage. We have done many shows together, different shows. And now that I hired him to be one of our, our players in our on our show, the respect that he give you know give us, and I mean, I love working with him. He's so professional, always on time, knows his craft, doesn't complain. He's so prepared. I mean, this guy is amazing. It's amazing to work with him. And you could see that on the stage. I mean, I really enjoyed it because when I heard the Bamba tune playing in the beginning, I was like, oh no. <laughs> Like, but then oh, I was like, yeah, here we go again. But no, he made it, he really, like I said, he really made it fun. And that's what, you know, what you look forward to in a show. It's like, even if you've seen something a million times, like I'm sure you've seen, you know, Grease a million times. It's such a good musical and they do it so well. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't translate as being just like the same old thing. And that's yeah. what I l like about your musical. It's like. It's like the same thing you've heard, but in a great rendition, like a, a different rendition that makes it fresh. Make sense? That <laughs> did you say? Ah, yes. I used to be in musicals. Well, <laughs> like in theater. <laughs> no way. Oh, yeah, my, my God. My, if I could pick like my dream job, it would be to be in Broadway, to be honest. Well, um, I think after this is over, we have to speak about... Um, Maybe uh, an opportunity because if you say, walk across the stage, hey, <laughs> let's, talk, let's talk about that when we finish this podcast because I think we have we could do something interesting with you. Yeah, I used to, I was in West Side Story in like one of those uh, like acting places. I wasn't a main character, and then I was in Miss Saigon, which is the first thing I ever saw on stage, which was gorgeous. I <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wanted to ask you what inspired you. Well, I'm I'm sure you have said it many times, but I wanted to be recording okay. the podcast. What what inspires you to to keep the the pinup and the nostalgia alive daily? Because it's not what inspires you to do it. Because that you have probably said it many times, but what inspires you to keep it up? To always continue, you know, the continuous um effort that you do the what what really makes it easy is the way it makes me feel if that makes sense like um especially in the last couple of years when i started making my own clothes because i used to see a lot of like vintage outfits and i just couldn't fit in them i've always been a bigger girl so that's when i started learning how to sew and That's kept me like wanting to try things like now that I've improved in my sewing, trying new things. Like recently I wanted to do, I know this is not 50s, but I've always wanted a 1920s outfit, but I wanted it to be, you know, not looking like a 1920s because 1920s people were flat and I would just look huge if I wore one of those dresses. <laughs> but what I love about it and what keeps me motivated is always trying to experiment. And I don't know, it brings me so much joy Like when I find like in front of me, I have my whole collection of Lucite purses and like, I love collecting those. It's just so pretty. And my house, I love keeping it up and 
It's just is a your joy. House, is your whole house um, vintage? Yes, my whole house is vintage, except, you know, um, my bedroom. <laughs> People will be surprised to know. This is going to be the first time I said this on <laughs> any of my videos. But my bedroom is actually the most non-vintage thing, it, except for my boudoir. I have a little boudoir with, like, old um, mannequins and bras. Like, it's like a... Uh, I have a lot of mannequins in my house. And um, <laughs> they wear, like, really, like, 90s that are cute. But the rest of my bedroom is very gothic Victorian. Like, yeah, it's black and red and it's very goth. Um, like, I don't know, a lot well, of people compare it to the, the Kat Von D. Well, three, well, three things that I want to say. One, uh, the, the look for you is very flattering on you. I mean, it looks beautiful. You look, I've seen your your Instagram so many times and I kid you not. No, it's not. And it's not to, to kiss ass. I, I'm just telling you the truth, how it is, how I see it is, is very flattering. Um, everything that, that, that you put on. So, you know, La Moda from back then, the, 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 the style is very flattering to you. It's beautiful. Another thing that I want to say is, uh, well, not, I want to say, I want to ask is what are you planning to invite me to your house? Because I want to be in your house, girl. Oh, you go with my COVID test results in my hand. Can I come in? Yes. Well, <laughs> I'm going to invite you to my house and then we'll have, I don't, we'll, we'll do some fun vintage stuff. We should go thrifting together. That'll be fun. <laughs> yes. I would love that. And my last question for, for you about this round of, of, of co the conversation is, it's so well, funny because I usually ask if you have any questions at the end, but give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> my my other my other question is: Have you thought of opening your own um, store of like the physical store? Because I know that you have a lot of a lot of things that you brand and stuff, but like your own like physical store of your of original pieces. That's one of my dreams. <laughs> I was uh, supposed to actually get it started in 2020. I had money saved up, but because of last year, what happened, a lot of my money went into, you know, saving my house. But, the, you know, so it's taking a back seat. But uh, that is one of my dreams. There's a lot of little dreams that I have. Um, you've been very successful. You're, I, I told you this in, in person. Maybe you don't see it like that, but I do see you as an icon of, of the legacy of, of what the pinup in the 50s is. So I, I see it like that. And I'm sure a lot of us that are seeing this podcast right now or hearing this podcast uh, feel the same way. Mm -hmm. it, 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 I, I respect your craft tremendously because you you commit to it and you do it so with such taste. Okay. So I, I see it being... being uh, very I'm blushing. I'm serious. I, I can see it being very successful. Mm -hmm. Well, since you hit me with all those questions, I'm going to hit you with a couple of questions that I got from uh, Instagram. <laughs> go, 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 go. So let's, let's do this. <laughs> so you answered this one. How did you get started? Mm -hmm. What is your favorite song for the band to perform, for the musical to perform? I have two. Okay. The first one, which is called Radio Rock and Roll, is the opening act. It's an original, uh, no? It, it is. It's, it's an original song that soon we're going to be uh, launching as in, in the big platform so everybody can hear it. Mm. 
and I love uh, our our own version of the Jersey Boys. Like we have a we have like a little Jersey Boys medley. It has uh, Big Girls Don't Cry, Sherry, and Walk Like a Man together. And I mm. love that. I just love the clean dancing and singing. Love it. Yeah. And the harmonies. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, how was it in the beginning of your musical? Like, I, I'm guessing they're asking, I don't know. The, um, the struggles? Yes. Like, <laughs> the struggle. I know you had the struggle with uh, copyright. That was interesting to know. You know, some people don't think about all that. I was actually with Greece, and I was not the director or producer. I was oh, that was for Greece. Okay. And we were so let down that we couldn't do it that when I came home, I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to stay with this. And I started writing. The struggle with Radio Rock and Roll was to find the correct actors for the show. It was mm -hmm. to find the, the right people for the right roles because there's amazing singers, but they can't dance. Mm -hmm. And there's amazing actors that can't sing. So for, for me, it was first voice. Good, they have to be very good voices. And then um, okay dancers, but that I could mold into Spanish actors. And so that was that's how I started, you know, casting. So for me, the, the hardest part was the whole process of casting. I think that has been, that was the biggest struggle. What is your favorite location to play? What's been your favorite location to play in the, the musical rock and roll? Alfaro's. Alfaro's has been our, our house and we've, we've done shows and special presentations in different places. We've been lucky enough to do that. And Alfaro's has been my favorite. And I'm going to tell you why. It has a vintage feel to it. And when it's full of people, it feels very welcome and, and home and, and cold. And everything is supposed to be taking place in a radio station. So it feels like the, the back in the days radio stations that had like a little stage and people could go there and see live shows at the radio stations. So I love that. I loved it there. Now we're going to take it. This uh, in in this fourth season to a huge stage and build a big set and that's when COVID came. So I'm sure that when I get that opportunity with the whole cast, that's gonna be my favorite place. I think so too. And uh, then uh, I'll be eyeing those props. Okay, so next. <laughs> I can wait because you can please have nothing because you're gonna help me. So if something <laughs> is because of you. <laughs> and then I'll be like, uh, no, I'm saying I'm going to take the props home. <laughs> like, oh, hey. oh, God. No, I'm going to take them. Now I'm yeah, be because there's actually my friend, uh, he's the one that made the telephones that are hanging in the wall. And the one I used for the promo photo, he made that off of one of my vintage phones. He does uh, production sets for a company in Margate. And uh, whenever he does like, um, events and stuff that are retro inspired or something retro, he gives me the props that the company is going to throw away. So I have in the back room, like this huge, like retro TV that says, I love pinup because it was for a party. And I think, it, I think it said, I love Vivian, but he changed it to say, I love pinup and he gifted it to me. And then I actually have little, vi like big foam things, well, vinyl record players that say grease on them as decor, you know? <laughs> hey, cool. I can't wait to see it. Let's well, you'll be invited. I promise. <laughs> uh, so the next question is, how is COVID affecting Musical Radio Rock and Roll? 
tremendously. COVID has uh, affected us uh, tremendously because we were actually uh, ready and set to to go, and we have sold tickets uh, for the show. We were already prepared, and uh, yeah, they told us no. Mm-hmm. What we did was, you know, we had a meeting and we said, okay, so we have this passion, this project that we cannot for anything let it die so we have to do something about it so we reinvented ourselves and what we did was we launched the the, the instagram that i have it right here it's called musical on this and our youtube channel and what we did was uh we started developing um a, a documentary of everything that has occurred behind the scenes so soon you guys are going to be hearing a little bit more about that and also music videos of, of different songs that people wanted to hear either from from the show or that were not on the show that people wanted to, to you know, to see the Spanish rendition of it. So, so far we have a song that is called Steady Eddie. And in English is called, in Spanish is called Eddie Eddie. Uh, and we have Pretty Woman in Spanish. And we also have Chica Ye Ye that hopefully in the next few weeks we're going to be launching it. Oh, I don't know if that one, that one's not in the medley, right? I remember the Eddie one because it was Eddie, Eddie. <laughs> in English is steady, Eddie. Dun, dun, steady, Eddie. That's something it's catchy. Like that. So, but uh, Chica JJ is, is a flat out Spanish rock and roll from the 60s song. It's not, it, had, it was not, an, it was not an adaptation. It was flat out Spanish. Uh, mm. Back then for Spanish people and, and I included it. I included in the show. Okay. Mm-hmm. How are the songs picked? Well, there's a story um, to be told, and so I needed songs that help me to tell a story. It had to be. It had to make sense. Um, every show has to have different dilemmas or problems to be solved at the end. You know, because th- there has to be a story that has a, 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 a you know, beginning, middle and end. And there's a, a few things that, that has to have a structure within the story. And and so that's when I started listening to different songs. OK, so this verse and this song, th- this verse from this song could help me to tell this part of the story. But in English, it doesn't make sense. But I could adapt it to Spanish, and I could make it say another thing in this particular area, and so forth. And that's how it started. Adapting different songs, and 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 that's how I picked and choose different songs. However, at the end of the show, there's a surprise, and there's several songs that not necessarily are telling a story. They are performing those songs for an audience. So at that point. All the ones that I loved and I didn't want to comp- I didn't want to compromise taking them out because they didn't help me with the story. I put them there. So, ah, smart! You're cool. sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. <laughs> yeah. And the last question that I have is: Is the lineup of your musical, like the songs that you use, the same as today? Um, I'm guessing it is. Go ahead, uh, elaborate. Line- the same as day one, or has it changed? So, is is are you using the same songs as when you first made your musical? Have you changed, added? I changed and I added. I I listen. I listen to the to the professionals, and you know, there's certain things that do not add up. You know, for for example, the first time that that we were on stage, 
like the following day, I switched a song and the girl had to learn a whole new song and a choreography for the following day. Mm -hmm. I had a song that was called Más Bonita Que Ninguna uh, from Rocío Durcal back in the day. And that is the only song that did not work out with the audience. And I switched it and I went home that same night and I started, I, I started rewriting um, the script. So I would use um, Stupid Cupid in that, in that part. So I went ahead and I rewrote a few things and I adapted Stupid Cupid in Spanish and I sent it, you know, to the girls so she could learn it. And so I had to like work with her like two hours before the show and she did an amazing job and nobody knew. So awesome. <laughs> I pay attention because, you know, we're doing a show for, I'm not doing a show for me, for my own benefit and for my ego. I'm doing a show to entertain for people to love and like it and want, want more. So we, come back. <laughs> we have to listen and we have to adapt certain things and maybe change the lineup and so forth. So yes. And the lineup for the cast as well too. Uh, we have, switch a few actors, um, some of them because their careers have, have launched to do amazing and great things that I'm very excited. Some of them because they, you know, unfortunately, uh, they were not giving me what I needed for yeah. that particular character, so I had to switch them. And, and but there's no hard feelings. Thank God we are, we all get along. Yes. And... I can't wait for us to do the premiere so I could have all my Eddies, all my Marias, all my, you know, the different, the different characters and the different oh, people together. That would be so much fun. Oh, that's going to be like the, the, the reunion of Musical Radio Rock and Roll. I love the name. <laughs> <laughs> Musical Radio Rock and Roll. Right yes. here on Instagram and also yes. YouTube. I'm going to make sure to put musical underscore radio rock and roll in the description. I'm going to put their Instagram, their YouTube. Um, make sure to check them out. And our YouTube is backwards. So YouTube, instead oh. of saying musical, musical underscore radio rock and roll, is backwards. It's radio rock and roll musical. Oh, yeah. yeah. Radio rock and roll musical. And I mean, it's kind of obvious how you picked the name because it's rock and roll. <laughs> but yeah. is there something I was going to ask you, how did you come up with the name? But I feel like it's a gift. <laughs> no, not necessarily. You're, oh. Well, you're not far from it, but I also wanted the opportunity of, of maybe later on do mm -hmm. a, uh, an English version and musical And musical in Spanish is right is is written, written the same and rock and roll too. So I wanted a name that could cater to either Spanish or English. And so Spanglish. there you go. So if I needed to make some switches or some changes, so there's there's a few things that I wanna that, that I wanna tell you, but I I'm not sure if you're done with the questions. Are you done with the questions? Yes, that was the last question. Well, there's a few things that I want to tell you. We are uh, confirmed to be doing uh, two live concerts at Alfaro's that are called, that is going to be called Noches de Radio Rock and Roll. Mm -hmm. And these concerts are going to have a few uh, guests, either from the show or people that are well known in the Spanish industry that are singers, or even in the American community, uh, American community, English speaking. Uh, Uh, artists that are going to come and sing uh, those big hits from that era. Not necessarily only from the 50s, but also the 60s 
and maybe we could get away with some 80s stuff. But we're going to try to keep it more into the 50s and 60s. And it's going to be so much fun. It's going to be nostalgia all over again. It's going to have amazing... Um, the, the sound system at Alfaro's is beyond belief. It's so good. Don't you agree? Yeah, and the lighting. Well, I, I mean, I'm sure I saw a small version of it, but I, I loved it. And it, it sounded really well. <laughs> yeah, so I wanted to let you know the dates that we have already separated yes. for, for that show. We have um, Friday, April the 16th. Mm -hmm. And we also have Saturday, June the 5th. So those are the two, you know, June the 5th. And, and the one that is coming like right, right now, right now, is going to be April the 16th, which is a Friday night. So the show starts at nine o'clock. And I don't play around with the Spanish time. When I say nine o'clock, it's nine o'clock. That's, that's how I am with my events. I'm like, we, we start at this time. <laughs> We have to respect the, the, the people that, you know, they get there on time. It's the, it's the right time. And so it's gonna, it's gonna be fun. And also, I wanted to let you know that we are coming out with uh, kind of like a comic book of the show, Radio Rock and Roll. That's gonna it's be very, fun. Yes, I can't wait to, to show you the few, um, the few illustrations that I've gotten from the artist. It's amazing. I mean, there should also be like a yellow character, a yellow haired character. Oh, we have, we have, we have, we're going to love it. It's Just very, it's Today I'm rocking of, a very uh, casual 50s look, but. <laughs> think of, think of the Archies, Gemma the Holograms, Rainbow Bride, all put together in a blender. Bloom, you got what we're working with. Ooh, that sounds so exciting. And how can, how can somebody uh, buy tickets to the event? Like on well, Instagram, you post it. We're going to have um, the event posted on event, uh, event, eventbrite.com. Mm -hmm. And so I just literally spoke to Alfaro, I think it was yesterday. And I told him, look, I want to do something. This whole COVID situation has me going nuts because mm -hmm. the theater where we're going you know, to do the show is, is closed. And so he goes, why don't you do a concert here? And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do a concert. We're going to do two. And I asked him for those days and he gave them to me. So, oh, and, and we are planning, we're looking for theaters, not necessarily to do the show with an audience, but to digitalize the show. Kind of like what Hamilton did for uh, Disney Plus. We want to do that uh, with, you know, the whole set, the whole show. So we're looking into that as well. Ooh, so many good things for the future. Musica, radio, rock, radio, rock and roll. Radio, rock and roll. I'm, like, I'm stuttering now. <laughs> I'm so excited. I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see the full show. I know I got the honor of seeing the medley, but I'm so excited and pumped to be able to see the whole show. Like, Funny. I want to thank funny. you, Rocco, for being on the podcast. It means so much to me. And I've learned so much about you. It really like just makes it all better. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad to be here with you. As I told you, I respect you so much. And I like what you do, the, co the commitment that you have. I'm all about that, about people that are committed. They have goals. They, they want to showcase their talent and, and, and compartirlo. Share, share the, the their their gift. You have a gift, you know, to speak and and to influence others, and, and you're using it. And I love that. That is so awesome. So I'm glad to be here with you. 
It was very fun. Thank you so much. And next week, I am going to keep it musical because next week's guest is Miss Mozzie D. She is a singer, a rock. She's in a rockabilly band called Mozzie D. And she is the Southwest queen of rock and soul. She's on the West Coast, and she's actually going to, well, she's supposed to, if it still happens, she's going to perform at Viva East. And if you guys don't know, I was Miss Viva East 2018. I was happily crowned. That was one of my favorite things. Yes. (laughs) So make sure to watch next week, and I will see you all next Wednesday. Bye. 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 (laughs) Thank you for listening and watching.